The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura's been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Futures are steady as we wrap up the first big week of Q3 earnings. Coke and Amex look good. Got some downgrades of Caterpillar, though, Macy's and others. China GDP was a miss. Big weekend ahead for the U.K. as Parliament meets in a special session to talk Brexit. Ten-year 175. Got four Fed speakers today, including Vice Chair Clarida. Our roadmap begins with global growth concerns. China posting its weakest GDP in 27 years amid fallout from the trade war. Plus, we'll wrap up the first week of earnings season. Today, we've got two down names in focus, Coke and American Express, both rallying ahead of the bell. J&J, though, a different story. We'll have that as well. And Rick Perry set to leave Trump's cabinet. The outgoing energy secretary will join us live this hour. Going to start with that slowdown. China saying its economy grew 6% in Q3 from a year ago. It's believed to be China's slowest gain in nearly three decades. Markets here largely shrugging it off. Um, industrial production was up from the prior 5 to 5.8. Uh, retail sales up from... 7.5 back to 7.8, so kind of mixed. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those numbers where you can say, look, uh, there's something for everybody. The Fed can still cut, but uh, I'm doing a lot of work on American Express this morning, and consumer's still strong. Uh, consumer strong, business, corporate spend, as Barry Sternlich said, still a lot of negativity among CEOs. Uh, negativity extends to the election, negativity extends to, the, uh, uh, to China. Uh, European woes. You go back to the IBM call. We didn't talk about that enough. It was, it was, it was a very negative call. Uh, but they saw weakness in, uh, for, for Brexit. So we, we don't have any uh, enterprise strength around the world, but we do have consumer spend doing incredibly well. X, the incredible Morgan Stanley note, which says that there's value destruction going on at Gap stores, value destruction going on at Macy's. Um, wow. That was some note. Uh, it was. No yeah. brands. It's a, well, but uh, w- for obvious reasons. Yeah, well, the more. Yeah. Uh, their line is, um, our expectation is that uh, uh, multiples will not be sufficient to offset the ongoing pressure trends from the macro. They talk about store closures. This year's on track to be the biggest year for store closures in 24 years. And our analysts are bracing for another round of large-scale closures after the holiday season. Yeah, it's funny, though, it, when you match that with the strength of American Express, uh, including really, really extensive spending by the consumer in the United States, what it just says is the consumer spending, but they're spending at Watch, they're spending at Walmart, Amazon, Target, Costco, Home Depot. They're not going into the mall. Uh, and by the way, you know, when you read this thing, you, you, you think that at one point they say that Macy's, it's worse than pre-2008. I mean, a balance sheet's not that bad, but... Balance sheet's not that bad. We talk often about the dividend at Macy's because it is, uh, it is so high and you'd think would be potentially attractive to many people if they believe the balance sheet can withstand right. the larger woes of uh, right. the retail economy when you're a mall-based retailer. Yeah. Let me say it's Credit Suisse. But, but, it is Credit Suisse, yes. But you know what? I look at this piece and I say to myself, there is going to be... There's like a mall Armageddon going to happen. I mean, you know, you don't get Macy's down here at 10% yield. I mean, what does that mean? What does that mean? Is it Amazon? Is it uh, bargains that Walmarts are offering? I mean, you, look, this is ammo for, by the way. It's it going to be all end, those things, by gonna, the way. It doesn't have to be just one It's going other. It's going to play into the hands of uh, Senator Warren, who's talking about Amazon Web Services having, what, 47% share? Talking about how it's wiping out 
retail. Now, it should be wiping out just mom and pop she's worried about, but this is extraordinary. This piece is extraordinary. Uh, and I'm going through it, and I'm saying, L Brand, you go to the mall, there's no one on skate. It's not just Macy's. Uh, they take uh, Gap and L Brands, all to underperform. The uh, deck tier Titanic breakup of Gap. That's what they're saying. Old Navy creates split. Take a walk on 60th and Lexington Avenue if you want to look at all the retailers that are going out. So you went shopping? No, I've heard. Where'd you get that blazer? Um, I picked it up somewhere. It's got the, that nice coming. Was about 30% poly? It's good to keep it away from fire. People actually keep it away really from like, fire. People we really like this. Do blazer. we have a fire extinguisher on set? I will, I'm getting I will nervous tell you. here. Yeah, I, people enjoy uh, watching this on TV. Well, there's a J&J talc that's found asbestos in it. One lot, one lot. But as far as I'm concerned, as someone who has a, my child trust has it, I didn't think it's supposed to happen. And uh, maybe it's a counterfeit, but uh, watch that stock plummet today. Uh, that's, yeah, that's why I mentioned J&J at the very top. No, that was worthwhile. You might want to just make sure people understand what we're talking about okay. here. Okay. Because let's take a look. J&J is down. We're going to get to, the, of course, the Dow components that reported, but J&J not earnings related. Well, let's that, read the release. That decline is, uh, is because of um, asbestos found in... Yeah, out of an abundance of caution, J&J Consumer, can you believe this by Friday? I can't even see things. Uh, it announced that it is initiating a voluntary recall in the U.S. of a single lot of a J&J powder uh, in response to FDA test. A single lot. Well, is this like a cockroach? I, I'm not. It's a, it's a, it's a, it, it's a suboptimal situation. Uh, litigation risk here? Is that what you're saying? Sort of offsetting well, I mean, the... There was a, there's a giant suit... And, J&J has won. A lot of reports, they, they, if you recall, about and a lot of dispute about whether there was any, any whatsoever. Talc, any talc. Any, and any asbestos and any talc. I, I went to hear, hear the uh, award-winning Reuters reporter speak about J&J at the Night Badger Conference on Wednesday. Uh, and I wanted to say to her, but wait a second, there's not been a single lot of asbestos. Fortunately, I uh, did not do that because now we know that it is possible to have asbestos. You know, there hasn't been any found. It's, right. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm aghast. And I'm, again, I'm a, my trust is a shareholder. you got to call it like you see it. I'm, I, I, there is just, I mean, they need, this better be a volunteer. This better it's be. Subtrace a, levels of right. chrysophile asbestos contamination, no greater than 0.00002% in samples from a single bottle purchased from an online retailer. Right. Thousands of tests over the past 40 years, including confirmed the consumer talc products, do not contain asbestos. Sorry, I'm just reading this. Cannot, but they cannot confirm if cross-contamination of the sample caused a false positive, right. whether the product is authentic or counterfeit. So there is, for those who own it, there's more that needs to be known. A lot more. But, but the... Um, the paucity of information about this is going to cause people to shoot first and ask questions later, or more important, not use the talcum powder. Correct. Not use it. I'm Alex Scorsese. It's not, not that big. Enough. It's not that important part of their business. The litigation risk the litigation is much larger risk. than the well, sales. There's, there's of a giant, powder. giant uh, on appeal Missouri case. Twice that Missouri court, the appeal, appellate court, has ruled against the plaintiffs. Um, J&J has been winning more suits than it's been losing. But this is, a, look, it's J&J putting out the release. Uh, I, I'm not going to tell you it's a buying opportunity is what I'm saying. I'm not going to say, you know what, you got to step in front of this freight train. I'm not going to do that. I hope that, that it is counterfeit from the point of view of J&J shareholders. But, uh, and and they, they can't confirm cross-contamination. So I don't want to leave it as this is just open and shut. But this is not... Uh, it, 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 it kind of took my speech away. I've been working on it for the last 40 minutes. I, well, last, I don't know. I, 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 I you know, tried to eat. I'm, I'm stunned. I'm stunned. Wow. Uh, we're going to watch uh, that Dow component along with, as we said, uh, Coke and American Express. Uh, start with Coke. The beverage maker has earnings that were in line with forecast. Revenue was up. Uh, Organic sales of five, that does beat, and it raises the full-year guide for revenue and operating income. As for Amex, as Jim has said, beat on the top and the bottom line. Strong consumer spending. Also forecast current quarter revenue growth of 8 to 10. That's compared to a consensus of 8 9. Card spending up 7 is the same as a Q2. And their commentary, Jim, uh, trends we saw are consistent with an economy that continues to grow, right. albeit at a more modest pace than last year. One of the things that I love about the... American Express quarter. Millennials, 
they have come back to, to the card. When you finally kind of make it, you get it. It's because of the benefits that the card offers. I'm surprised the stock is only up 60 cents. I think the, for the initial judgment up a couple might, uh, was better. Uh, this company has reinvigorated itself. Uh, it's got good card growth. It's doing good digital marketing. These clubs, they bought Resi, that's very important. New uh, lounge, uh, card giving you some new lounge benefits. Uh, I think the stock is inexpensive, and I think that the company's doing really terrific. Uh, as for Coke, uh, not just the volume, but the um, pricing, too, uh, helped. The Forex yes. uh, did pinch, though, as obviously you would expect for a company with half of their revenue coming outside U.S. But you know what? James Quincy's using a terrific term. He's calling it an excitingly boring quarter. Uh, they are taking share of, you know, this is, there's a little disputation about between who's taking share of Pepsi versus Coke, but Pepsi's doing uh, maybe a little bit more share in, in the United States, but around the globe, it is really Coca-Cola's. And by the way, diet drinks, double-digit gains, double-digit gains, like the old days, Coke Zero. I'll have a Coke Zero around 2.30 today. I'll have Diet Dr. Pepper at 3.30. But uh, there is, other than Latin America, everywhere, everywhere, there's, there's some great strength and I think Quincy's doing a remarkable job. Uh, once again, the, the ads have gone from newspapers, or you know, virtually nothing, to, uh, to digital, some TV. But uh, they're reached, they've reached that uh, classic group of people. Yes, the millennials. Yes, David, exactly right. Thank you. you should be on Jeopardy. Uh, yeah, well, maybe again one day. Yeah, who knows? Um, Stock's more or less in line with the S&P in terms of its performance over the last 12 months. But Coca-Cola? Yeah, I mean, it, the S- well, this year the S&P's up 19.5%. Coke's up 17.9% over the last 12 months. You don't have to. So it's a little But this is what, you know, it's back to sleep at night. Yeah. Someone was criticizing Warren Buffett the other day, which I always find to be a ill-advised uh, stature. Who, who is that? David Rolf. David Rolf. Yes. On Wedge, uh, Wedgewood oh, Partners. Oh, comes on quite a bit. What yes, I was talking about yes. yesterday. No, no, and I just say, look at Coca-Cola. Look at the gains. Look at the unbelievable numbers. And Quincy, again, has really reinvigorated. I like the profile. I think it's very, very good. And I think that what he's done uh, in terms of just, you know, the small, here's something. Who thinks of innovation with Coca-Cola? This small size, on fire. Small size. Mm-hmm. You use it. No, I don't drink Coca-Cola yes, or their beverages. Yes, but we do. J- Judy I loves love the small cans. I love it. Lisa loves it, too. And we stockpile it along with, and it's not going to be on the call, but uh, some great Mexican um, so- soda water that they have. Sugar-based. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Pepsi or Coke, <laughs> what do you prefer? Uh, you know, this I is mean, one. It's a Hobson's choice. Because LaGuardia, uh, Ramon's doing a fantastic job at PepsiCo. I think you can own both. Now, remember, this group has been under pressure. Uh, it's, it's been under pressure, and I can't say, I think that Proctor has to be great in order to turn around. I actually believe J&J can pull down this group. Uh, there's some real explaining to do about how this happened with Talc. I don't mean to overemphasize it, but I have to overemphasize because, it. I mean, not that it's anywhere near the same universe, but people have said, take the earnings week in perspective, UNH was a standout in terms of commentary. Right. Right. UNH was fabulous, uh, just fabulous. J.P. Morgan was unbelievable. There's, I'm still listening to the crowing in my ears. Uh, but Caterpillar, that downgrade, could be ill-informed. I don't know. I mean, really? Well, look, I looked at Dover yesterday, and I, you know, Dover's a classic industrial. It's doing really terrifically. Uh, I do believe that Cat, uh, Deer's doing well. Now, Cat has just moved from 118 to 132 in absolute nothing. And I look at, at Cat as similar to Emerson. Which is a controversial situation. Yeah, actually, I'm going to talk a bit about Emerson later in the program. I'm going to wrap up some of the activist situations going on right now, including Emerson. Are you going to have AT&T? Well, that's not really a news story, but I will. we can talk a bit about it. It's not a news story? No. The fact that an activist is talking to management and or the board, uh, that is what you do. You have dialogue. So, yes, no, that is, in my mind, that is not really Well, that's just a story. I thought it was a story. It's, it will be a story when there's actually but, something newsworthy. Like they say on a conference call, David. Yeah. Let's talk offline. Uh, okay. But you don't disagree with me. No, I don't. I just was hoping, actually, what I was doing was hoping that you knew something that I didn't I, know. I, I know a lot, but none of it is worth... Stanky? Stanky? What do you have? What do, we, what do, you mean, what do I have? Vet direct information TV. before direct he just TV. spills it yeah. out. I mean, direct TV. I like to actually make sure there's news value. Uh, 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 HBO, the new uh, the, the competitor to, to, to Netflix. 
Jim, the most important day for this company coming up is nothing to do with the activists. That's it's uh, on the 29th of October Here's. when Warner uh, and Mr. Stanky, Mr. Stevenson will roll out their streaming service. That is a big day. All it's right. an important day. It's going to have ramifications for obviously Warner slash AT and T, but also for Netflix. And See, you had Disney something Plus to say. You had something to say. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Anyone change yet? No, J&J we have to look into more, but I'm not quite sure what you do to look into it at this point, Jim. J&J symbols just became OMG. When we come back, uh, another departure from the White House, as you know by now. A very good friend of mine who's been with me right from the beginning. And somebody that's going to be going, I guess, at the end of the year. I'm going to miss you so much. A man who has been your long-term talented governor, Energy Secretary Rick Perry. Rick, uh, fantastic job. Outgoing Energy Secretary Rick Perry will join us in a few moments. In the meantime, we'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell. Dow needs 333 points to hit its all-time high close. Back in a minute. The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. All right, let's get you to a mad dash as we count down to the closing bell. <laughs> Opening bell. I'm doing closing what, bell. Are today. you doing closing That's bell? That's why I'm thinking about closing. Are bell. you Sarah yeah, or I'm are you Wilf? I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm maybe both. For Terrific. All yeah. Good. I'll look for. I'll watch it. Yeah. Well, watch closely. What's the most important hour of the day? Well, also, they got that market zone. You seen that? No. Oh, be careful. You market don't want zone? to get stuck in the market zone. Is that like the zone. war room? Yes. There's no fighting in the war room, David. There's a lot going on in that market zone. David. But you know what? we got a lot going on for the Mad David, Dash. David, what? Here's, what a, talk about? here's a little, um, let's just say, uh, sotto voce way to say this. Yes. Investor confidence has been shaken in the cannabis sector. This, uh, these have been spindled. They've been mutilated. But David, Kronos is the new king, according to Stiefel. I mean, you want to be king of this? This is King Midas in reverse, for heaven's sake. Um, what happened, Jim? What happened? What happened? What yes. happened? Shorts brought it down. But number of Don't bad blame numbers. The shorts. Okay. They didn't bring it down. They just. Well, no. There's, a, the there's, a, there's a um, yeah. uh, an ETF that has really been under assault. Okay. Uh, a ca- canopy is just horrendous. Yeah. Waiting to see a seat. Doesn't have a real act. You know, it's like kind of a CEO name. Right. Um, but the, Kronos, they're talking about. It is half cash. David, whose cash is it? Altria. Right, of course. This Altria is, you know what this investment. is, David? This is the jewel of the Coke of the uh, Altria it's, empire. I think its decline in price is somewhat similar to what we've seen in Jewel. You know, yesterday I tweeted Jewel was trading around 300 in the secondary market. It's $300? Now, yeah, a share. And now it's about 90 on a recent trade, Jewel. So that really? gives you a sense as to how well. You know, they got rid of all the flavors that been uh, have yeah. been so good at attracting young yeah. people. You know, one, I mean, you know, hooking young people was so good with these, and now they've they've stopped those. Well, but writing that on this doesn't necessarily portend good things, Jim. Well, because of vaping, David. Yeah, it's vaping situation. Uh, they're, they're saying, Steve's saying, don't worry about vaping. David, don't worry about vaping. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, when your kids vape watermelon, I mean, you know, come on, David, it's all good. So thank you, FDA. Thank you, FDA, for regulating that business so tightly. Thank you, Carl Quintanilla, for blowing the whole story so that people knew what was really going on with Jewel. Jewel the crown. Stick around. We have it, more. It took our network to bring this thing down, but we did it. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. What's on the horizon for financial markets? 
At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Coming up in a few minutes, Rick Perry set to resign as uh, Energy Secretary. He's going to join us next. The opening bell is in seven minutes. Don't go away. You're watching CNBC Squawk on the Street, live from the financial capital of the world. The opening bell in four minutes. A uh, lot to cover on this uh, Friday as we wrap up the first big week of earnings. We've talked about uh, Coke and Amex, downgraded Caterpillar and Macy's today. Got some Fed speak later on. And then, of course, there's uh, Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg speaking yesterday at Georgetown on free speech, blasting rival TikTok over its censorship in China. While our services like WhatsApp are used by protesters and activists everywhere due to strong encryption and privacy protections, on TikTok, the Chinese app growing quickly around the world, mentions of these same protests are censored, even here in the US. Is that the internet that we want? So this is one of the reasons why we don't operate Facebook, Instagram, or our other services in China. Uh, Jim talked about the balance between censorship and misinformation, said in political ads, it's something we have to live with. Look, the other day, Mark Benioff was here, uh, and he attacked Zuckerberg and and Facebook pretty hard. And I think I urged him to moderate his position, uh, and it's because of speeches like this. Remember, TikTok, most people don't even realize it's Chinese. And subtly, they do it. The government does exactly what we're most most fearful of. And I think that Facebook is changing. Now, I know, I know Mark said, look, it is absolutely untrue, Jim. They're hooking his, uh, young people, whoever. But the Facebook that I'm seeing, it, it, it's not a Greyhound bus. It's not just going to be whoever comes on is fine. But this is a responsible speech. It's a provo- provocative speech. And TikTok is a sham. It's a sham. And, you know, I that's like not this. the standard we want to live by, right? TikTok is not the American standard of no, free speech. No, but uh, I, look, I think that there's a lot. You know, people, it's very It's always been hard to understand the relation between First Amendment and corporations. Hey, that's touched on by this speech. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I read, I said, this is an, a policy speech by a guy who's known as someone who is supposed to not care about this stuff. I think it's very, very thoughtful. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to defend it. I think it's a very good speech. Thoughtful speech. Goes to Georgetown, gives it. Is this the Zuckerberg that we knew two years ago? People can change. People can change. Well, what's going to matter to the street is the uh, is the quarter. And yesterday, Morgan Stanley had a list of high conviction names. It included Deere, Tiffany, Microsoft, and Facebook. Of those, I think Microsoft deserved to be in that group. I think Facebook's going to have a better than expected. That's my look at it. I don't know how they get Tiffany with the dollar so strong. That's a that's it was an a surprise. Yeah, one. I think Norwegian Cruise is in there too, and Procter. But uh, I saw yeah. Facebook on that list. You know, Procter's down a lot. Uh, I, I question whether it isn't the right time to buy. Norwegian Cruise, I mean, Carnival was very bad. Uh, I think that Norwegian Cruise is very good because they're not as connected with, obviously, the Caribbean, which, by the way, we don't talk about The Caribbean was decimated by that storm. It's kind of like, who cares? Uh Uh-uh. It's a big deal. I mean, for Facebook, it's easy for people to line up in favor because the multiple is fairly low given the growth rates. Yes. If they actually have the quarter that many expect, right? Absolutely. Now, there is this larger issue of... Regulation, but and all the other things well, we Mar- talked about. You know, certainly takes a few multiple points. There, there's Mark Benioff talking about that it's necessary to split up Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp because it's too powerful. And I, I don't know. I mean, the too powerful argument. That's the only antitrust. That's the standard oil antitrust. I'm not buying it. And I think Mark's book Trailblazer is great, but I am not buying the idea that we have to break up Facebook. Not buying it. 
There's the opening bell and watching the breath fill in at the CNBC real-time exchange at the big board. It's Galileo Acquisition Corp. Expected to debut at the NYSE on Tuesday at the NASDAQ Realmata Therapeutics focusing on therapies for central nervous system. Incredible how difficult it is to try to conquer issues in central nervous. I wish them luck. CNS, just a very, very tough, tough the brain. Like we know jack about the brain. You know, I, I, I'm a student of the brain. Really? Yeah. Are you really? Yes, I am. I'm doing some uh, work off, offline with the brain and the vagus nerve. And you'll see my... In your spare time. Yes, and you'll see what I've got probably in six months. That's great, Jim. I'm glad you're finding time to do that. Well, I'm the, I guess gardening season's over, so I'm, now you can devote some more time to your brain studies. I'm the chief spokesman for the American Migraine yes, Foundation. Yes, we're aware. David, that's not AMF like the bowling. No, I know. Oh, we're aware. Okay, just slap, slap me down. It's not a one-day thing. You're not spokesperson, and then you're not. You're spokesperson, and then you go away. David, 30 million people suffer from migraines. It's not that you care. I, oh, I do care. Actually. Do you? Yes, I have. When I, am I a hedge fund? If you had a hedge, you had a migraine, I said, go, 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 go home to your ma. We're not doing that anymore. No. Being a little more. Serious business. And, uh, and there are real advances being made. The CGRP pill, okay, that uh, Allergan has, I think that it's being underplayed by what AbbVie's going to have. I think the AbbVie merger is good. Have you seen Bristol-Myers? It seems Bristol Mars, how good that thing has been. Cell Gene, David, these are, these are wheelhouse stories for you. AbbVie and Bristol Myers are doing, they can't grow, so they buy. They do. AbbVie buying Allergan, Bristol Myers buying Cell Gene. It's yes, the migraine well pill. Aware. And Botox is still doing quite well. David, when you're a migraine sufferer, you get 100 Botox shots, but it's not where you want them, it's where you need them. I know. Unfortunately, uh, many times insurance will not cover that either. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. And that becomes a very difficult You know, I I had a fight with my insurer. I said, look at me. Do you think I used it on my face? Yeah, the insurers are maddening. Yeah. Everything. Well, Elizabeth Warren will wipe them out. You want to do that? No, I don't think she will, because even if she were, first of all, we're 100 plus days away from the Iowa primary. Which she'll win. Which she which she better win, because if she doesn't, then she loses a lot of momentum. Secondly, by saying that you think Elizabeth Warren will do that, you're assuming that she will win the presidency. Third, that the Senate will turn Democratic enough so that she could actually get a majority of votes to support well, I know, and even if ev- the Democrats won every single race in the Senate, they still would not have the supermajority that is needed Correct. for a single pair. So you're right. It's a little hyperbole. It is. It is. No, you're supposed to say it's hyperbole. Yes. Hyperbole and you know each other well. Yes. So, okay, so we just trashed the heck out of Elizabeth Warren. Uh, guys, as you're settling the world's problems, uh, KSU is going to lead the S&P. Uh, beats on the top and the bottom line. Uh, revenue up seven. Again, another, in this case, uh, rail carrier where uh, efficiency's been good. It, it is amazing. Uh, David introduced me to the concept of precision railroading, and it has taken hold. It is rather remarkable because you get a company like Union Pacific, and their revenues are down seven, and their earnings are down two. And, and by the way, I, I mean, this is the actual, if you look at it, year over year, it's being terrific. A lot of this is, is they don't have to price cut. A lot of it is is that they make more money off every off of every car than they used to. They They're do. doing now, well. Lance Fritz yesterday they, talking about in the conference call and then with us during an interview. Too self-deprecating. A downsizing, but not downsizing. Well, they lay off. reduction. The layoffs. The layoffs. You know, even a year ago, he was talking about having to hire anybody who walked in the room. They've been able to reduce very, very quickly. And by the way, CSX, same story. Really terrific. Really terrific stories. And I've got to tell you, the rails, uh, you'd think that they should be hurt very badly given about the trade issues and the cargoes that really have to do with, with Chinese. Yeah, they're hurt. But I think the rails are by. I think the rails are by. I mean, you know, if, if Larry Kudlow was right yesterday, which, you know, resoundingly, I was, uh, I, people bashed me on Twitter that Kudlow, how could I agree with Kudlow? Kudlow was saying that Lighthizer was saying this. Lighthizer is in, a lot of people think is in the Navarro camp, David. You, he is? Well, he's, a, he, he's no camp, maybe? I don't know. Well, how about this journal piece this morning that Kudlow arranged a meeting in the Oval uh, with outside experts who warned the president that escalating China trade war could, uh, could imperil the economy and hurt his chances for re-election. The president's response was, where's Peter? 
Right. So yeah. sort of the journals. It was Stephen Moore and uh, Larry Lindsay, I believe, who went in there and sort of discussed it at Kudlow's urging. And, and again, this is all journal reporting. Yeah. And he was just blaming Powell. The seven deadly sins that Peter Navarro has outlined are where the president lives, okay? And by the way, if they don't give, if they don't approve the NVIDIA Mellanox deal soon. By the way, and they, I, let me let me stop you on that. I, I don't know about that NVIDIA Mellanox deal. I, re, I mean, everything what? I hear is that that thing is just going to be stuck in no man's land. Jensen Wong, the man who has created uh, artificial intelligence that is able to be actual uh, speech recognition of yes. truth, has told me, in other words, David, go to whatever. I don't mean it literally. No, of course not. Listen, your, your, ins- your, your insights here, your information may very well be correct. What I will tell you, Jim, is that when you are a large company where you have a decent amount of business in China and you're thinking about doing a deal yeah. on which, therefore, you would need antitrust approval in China okay, okay. and or are not in a position to divest the Chinese businesses to get the deal done, you're not doing that deal, period. Your board is like, no way. It's not happening. That is where things stand right now. I know that in terms of M&A. The no next- board is giving a go-ahead to a deal in which it requires Chinese antitrust approval if the business is large enough that you can't just hive it off or really? close it down. Okay, that's, that's you know, people like, uh, let's say, the legendary Stop Barche at, at uh, Paul Weiss would say that? Uh, I do talk to more people than just that gentleman, but thank you, yes. And not that I even talk to that gentleman. No, it's good. Now, uh, Caterpillar barely... I try to talk to all the ladies and gentlemen. I mentioned Barche because he's... uh, And the boards of directors and the CEOs of these companies uh, as well. Well, that's a lot of deals that aren't going to happen. It very well might be. That's right. Ah, Wow. I mean, uh, Goldman has a piece out, David Costin, today on cash M&A. Not necessarily uh, stock deals, but they see uh, S&P 500 cash spending down for the year, weakest in a decade, uh, driven by a 20% drop in cash M&A, 15% drop in buybacks. So, I mean, CEO confidence is weak and they're doing something about it. How how is this market so high? And the answer is what American Express said on its call, which is that the consumer continues to spend and spend a great deal with a good balance sheet. The millennials have become spenders. They're no longer just kind of loafers playing video games all day, Grand Theft Auto. And I think that the American Express situation should be recognized as being a much better one than the stock is indicated. But you still don't believe that the retail sales print this this week, worse than, uh, that, that worse than seven months, is... That was nonsense. The American Express being down is nonsense. Look, the, the retail sales, I mean, I can only go for what those companies that I keep talking about tell me. Market Express down. I mean, will you give me a break? Give me a break. Um, NVIDIA up a dollar. Why? Is that because they can't close the Melanon's deal? And they'll do it. Jim, I can only tell you Why did you I kibosh the Melanon's deal? I didn't kibosh it, and I don't necessarily know specifically to that, but there is just fear that about the... If you get a trade deal, yeah. even phase one, even though the Chinese don't call they it don't that. They don't call it that. Be careful. Uh, then... Maybe the floodgates will, floodgates. Maybe floodgates. things will get better. Maybe things will get better. Do you why, any trust? Why were people so, um, uh, let's say, uh, suspect about what Larry Kudlow said on our show? Because he said it about a thousand times. Yeah, it's good reason. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I'm going to talk a little bit about activism, guys. I'm jammed uh, you know what? I'm jammed here. AT&T, yes. not a story, but there are a couple of activist situations we've been following out there that are worth updating. Let's start with Marathon Petroleum. Um, MPC? Yes, MPC. Remember, Elliot, of course, uh, put a letter out on September 25th saying, hey, we'd like you guys, we've worked with you previously, and we really would like you to unlock the value currently trapped in your conglomerate structure. We'd like you to get the retail company to become standalone, that's Speedway, the gas stations. Midstream, we'd like to be standalone. Right. And the refining company would like to become New Marathon. Um, Elliot's been putting the pressure on. D. Shaw has also been there. A number of other large shareholders. In fact, there were meetings. Others have reported on this, too, over the last couple of days. Uh, three of the independent directors, the three big independents, Jim Rohr, Mike Stice, and uh, Evan Bayh. Remember Evan Bayh, former senator? Those guys are all heavy. You know, Stice is, you know that Stice is the real hitter there. Yeah. Uh, and what I can tell you is this, uh, and again, in, in speaking to people around this situation, there are a lot of possibilities that Marathon will consider, but you're seeing them right there in terms of what at least seems more likely in the view of many people who've in, been involved in these conversations, namely 
uh, from what I uh, believe to be the case, on the 31st, which is when they're reporting earnings, there may well be additional announcements along with that. What will it be? It could well be that we will immediately separate Speedway. It could be that they're going to say we're going to conduct a review of the midstream operations. You could even get more. You could even get more of a plan on midstream. And then, Jim, is the question of Mr. Heminger's future. Gary Heminger, longtime CEO there, of course, chairman and CEO of the company. Uh, will there be an orderly transition of some kind that will take place in the near term? That is another key question here. Uh, but there have been a lot of conversation around this, those independent directors, largely in listening mode, but at least from what I'm hearing, based on uh, them and oh, but David, this other is... people, there is going to be real movement when it comes Gary's to Gary's not an old... Gary's young. No, he's young. I hear he may want to run for governor of Ohio. I don't know. Would you Are know? Are you just idly speculating? Because yeah, I thought he was going to run for CEO of Marathon. I usually the idle speculation to you, but I figured I'd just you know, throw that in there. Um, Dave, that's great reporting. Thank you. Let's move on to Emerson. Uh, it's a story I did earlier this week. On Tuesday, of course, outlining D.E. Shaw's various um, objections to uh, current management and their plan, whether it's the way that they're compensated, whether it's their cost structure, uh, whether it is, well, a cost structure that they believe could be, uh, could be uh, diminished to a, to a large extent, uh, whether it is a board that is uh, staggered currently. A lot of different things came up, of course, in the D.E. Shaw uh, report. There's engagement here. There always is some engagement. That's why that AT&T story in the journal is sort of odd. Right. You're always talking. You're trying to talk. If you're not talking at all, there's a problem or you're going to a proxy fight. That's not the case here. November 6th, though, is when the window closes. There is a back and forth going on between the, uh, the company and D.E. Shaw. The question is, do they want to fight? Uh, do they feel like they have enough support of their shareholders to say, hey, you know what, we do not need to uh, follow what you're saying and or even give you any board seats? What's D.E. Shaw's ask? That remains somewhat unclear. They did have, um, I've heard, as many as four candidates. There are four candidates coming up in the current term, uh, but certainly would uh, be happy to settle for less than that one would expect. And you have to decide here if you are Emerson and your advisors. Are you willing to say, all right, maybe we'll give you a board seat or maybe even two? Uh, or do you want to fight and put it to your shareholders, Jim? I know you've had Mr. Farr on a number of times most recently. Um, I think the airplanes opened some people's eyes. Oh, the airplanes. How about this? How about 25 this? $25 million, the internship program, 40 people in the aviation department. Suboptimal. But, David, the, he came on. He came on Mad Money and he said, listen, I'm willing to split the company in half. But he said, maybe not now. Wait till this new CEO. People were unhappy about but that. But he hasn't given a specific date for stepping down either. No. He's just said broadly 2021, correct? Yeah. In other words, this is like marathons to some way. Wow. I don't you know. know I, I, he's a long-term. Elliot is, first of all, a larger shareholder. It seems that they have a lot more company there and they've got independent directors who are eagerly listening. I'm not sure you can say quite the same. Well, look, I think it's unfair. I, I, that was an unfair comparison. I remember Emerson's up 14 percent. Yeah. It yields almost 3 percent. It's got, a, by the way, a great reverse head and shoulders pattern. I know you follow this. It, it does, things. but the TSRs over the last 10 years, five years, they use three years because that's the best comparison for them. The stock has benefited from the move up when D.E. Shaw actually got involved and was start to be reported. But overall, when you look at the metrics, Jim, they're not particularly impressive. Well, it's been a fortune on China, which obviously is not considered to be a place you want to be right now. But, okay, okay, I'll give you that. I mean, I'm looking at the long term under Mr. Knight. I'm look, but look. Right, Mr. Knight. Yeah, Carl was talking about it. Right, before Mr. Farr, you mean? Yes. So, right, but Farr's been CEO for 18 years. Yeah. I, 19 years. I, 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 did a, I did a journal piece about them for page one when it was Chuck Knight, I think. Was, yes, yeah, yes. The old CEO. Yeah. Well, I, look, I think, look, I remain. back for 30 years? I, what are you doing here? I remain a believer in Mr. Farr. Uh, I think that there's always companies that can do better. I mean, Darius Adamchek at Honeywell, what he's done is rather remarkable. But look at 3M. I'm out here. You're talking about 3M at all? No. But did you notice that stuff? Talk about it. Yeah. You notice that stuff? Um, finally, guys, we mentioned this on AT&T earlier. The Journal reporting about these talks. Yes, they're talking. They've been talking. That's what you do if you're an activist and a management team. We'll see. Can they get something done prior to this important meeting on the 29th of October? That's really where investors are focused right now. Certainly, the Elliott uh, Elliott proposals and the conversations there are of importance. It's not a story. I'll end it there. Not a story. Not wow. yet. All right. Well, you determine what's a story and what's not. Oh, uh, <laughs>
apparently I story I, god. I do right here at this. <laughs> that's what, that's this what we do all day. This little yeah. chair I do. I, I did Otherwise some work I on it. No I, I had the impression it was when I was doing work on it there was a story, but obviously it was a waste of my time. I should have spent more time on how how long Mahomes is going to be out. That was six weeks, valuable. right? He is. Is it six weeks? I don't know. We don't know. We don't have the MRI. Do we have the MRI? I thought three, but oh. some people are saying longer. He didn't get mono, did he? No. That guy came back with a vengeance. Oh, dislocated kneecap. Oh. I don't know. If we had the dislocated kneecap, we'd be out for about seven years. <laughs> there, he, they pull it back. It's like, imagine it's like, zoom! They pull it back in. They put it back in. He's like walking. Let's get to the uh, Energy Secretary, Rick Perry. As you know by now, going to leave his post by year end. The president confirming that news while talking to workers at a Louis Vuitton factory in Texas yesterday. The former Texas governor turned Energy Secretary has served in the post since the Trump presidency began. And he joins us this morning live from Texas. Mr. Secretary, welcome. Good to see you again. Thank you. It's good to be with you. A uh, few days ago, you said not today, not tomorrow, not next month, but you didn't say <laughs> not next year. So I guess technically you were <laughs> accurate. Uh, why now? Yes, sir. Um, I've been looking at this for some time. I don't think anybody's uh, surprised that, uh, you know, I've got a rather intense love affair with uh, uh, this state, my wife, this little town around top where we've chosen to live. So uh, the, the lure became overwhelming for me to come back home and to spend time with the people that I really love. Um, and with that said, there were some things, big things, that I wanted to get done as the uh, Secretary of Energy. Got a great team over there with uh, Dan Bruette as the number two and uh, the folks that uh, make up these national labs. For instance, uh, getting LNG into the European theater, one of the most important projects I think that our country has. Uh, and I got tapped, uh, being the Secretary of Energy, to lead that effort to make sure that European countries, Poland, for instance, Ukraine, uh, which had lived under Soviet oppression before, and, and Soviet gas, or excuse me, Russian gas, uh, was being used as a weapon against those countries. It had been cut off a number of times in Ukraine. So it made abundant good sense for us to be able to be in that market, to, uh, to clearly be able to tell American companies, you can come here, you can work here. In Ukraine in particular, there were some powerful messages of, of you've got to have transparency, you've got to have rule of law, you've got to have the sanctity of contracts, you've got to end the corruption that we've seen there and we've heard about so many times. So those conversations were had over a long period of time with, with Ukraine, with Poroshenko, and then subsequently with the Zelensky uh, administration. Yep. And we're successful in getting those done. The nuclear side of things, civil nuclear side of things, I'm leaving tomorrow for Brussels to go do a small modular reactor conference, the first of its kind, so America can come back and take the premier place as a developer of the, uh, the technology uh, and, and to win this uh, nuclear industry back to, uh, to America. The third thing, and this one's really important to me from a personal basis, uh, yep. I had great interaction with kids that uh, had traumatic brain injury, concussions, post-traumatic stress, and standing up an office of artificial intelligence at the Department of Energy. Uh, I was able to get that finalized here within the last 45 days. So it, it, the, the timing was right for me. I've got these big things done. The agency's in great shape. It's going to continue to be focused on the, the areas that are important to America. So it was a right time for me to come back home. Yep. You told Fox this morning uh, it's not related to the uh, House inquiry. Uh, you've also said you won't comply with the subpoena uh, on advice of counsel. Are there any circumstances under which you would comply? Well, I think you may be a little bit ahead of yourself there. Uh, until our uh, the, 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 the advice of counsel comes out at the, uh, today, uh, you know, I don't know what that answer is going to be, actually. Uh, so... Let's just hold off on saying we're, we are or we aren't going to uh, address that issue until we get a final uh, advice from our counsel. Uh, Secretary Perry, Jim Cramer here. Good to see you. I've been uh, following the nuclear industry for a long time. I deal. Well, I have a lot of uh, utility execs on mad money. There isn't a soul that has said there will ever be a nuclear power plant built again in this country. We all know that it is a clean form of energy. But everyone says it is dead. What makes you think you can possibly revive it when the guys who would be building it are rather they'd rather put up windmills, they would rather do solar, well, and nuclear is dead. Yeah, it, it, look, I hate to correct you, but 
uh, we're building a plant right now, Vogel, down in uh, Georgia. And uh, sir, these no, small modular sir, reactors what, what have are the some overruns real... on Vogel? What are the overruns on Vogel? What is... Come on. I mean, that's not what you said. I, mean, I don't want to argue no, with I'm you here. We'll but never let's, build a let's, new get, one again. let's get straight here. They can't I think Vogel. the idea that small modular reactors uh, just, you know, settle down here. Small modular reactors <laughs> have the potential to be substantially more economically safer. And so, you know, you sound like the conventional wisdom guys back 15 years ago that said peak oil. I hope you weren't one of those, were you? <laughs> Oh, come on, sir. I've been, f- pro- I've been in favor of nuclear energy forever. I live next to, I so, live next so, to a nuclear power so plant. So lean in here with us. I was, a f- I was like five feet away from it when I was living in my car, and it didn't affect me at all. It was, it's, 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 really, I, I am so in favor of nuclear energy, but these I guys need are to, so negative. I need to take you to this small modular reactor conference in Brussels. Come go with me and talk about it and be passionate about would, it. It, it is a delight. potential for America. We can get there. I hope so, because, boy, is it the cleanest form of energy. Yeah. You are dead right. I just wish Indeed these guys had more. Indeed I wish is. they believed in it more. And I think you're so right. It's the, it is the most sustainable form of energy. Uh, well, yeah, wind's yeah. pretty good. Well, your, your home state of Texas does pretty well with wind, too, doesn't it, uh, Secretary Perry? Well, it's one of the things. As a matter of fact, Texas, as a percentage, has more renewable energy than Europe as a whole. So, uh, you know, we're, we're headed in the right direction. The president wants an all-of-the-above energy policy. That's the reason, you know, he promotes all forms of energy and finding cleaner, more efficient ways to develop all of those. So, uh, and, and he's a big Except proponent of, he like of us moving our nuclear side. He's not, as, he's not as big a fan of wind as I am. <laughs> um, what are you going to do uh, when you, when you uh, step down? My, I would expect, you know, we cover, obviously, as you well know, and you and I have talked through the years, we're down at uh, Kyle Bass's ranch a number of times through the years. I mean, you know corporate America yeah. fairly well. You see yourself serving on some boards. Is that kind of what you may choose to do? You know, for the next, um, you know, until the end of the year, let me put it that way, I don't know exactly when I'm going to step away from my, my job, but uh, we're going to be... You know, my wife and I'll decide on what we want to do. You know, I was reading my my devotional this morning that said, you know, what's the next big thing for you in your life? What's the most important thing you're going to be uh, or going to do? And I hope in in front of me is the biggest thing that that I'll ever do. It may be something in the charitable side. It may be a prison ministry somewhere. It may be uh, an opportunity to work with people to bring power uh, to the billion plus uh, people in the world that don't have electricity. Um, there, there's a, you know, I got a lot of opportunities. I'm a blessed man. I'm healthy. I got a fabulous wife to come home to. So my life's pretty good. Mr. Secretary, we hope you'll come back uh, often. It's good to see you. Congratulations on your run. Yes, sir. Thank you. Rick Perry joining us uh, from Texas today. Um, Very t- light guy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good Very exchange. Good exchange, Jim. Yeah. Uh, there was some uh, commentary yesterday about whether the U.S. is actually a net exporter now, uh, right. but it depends on how you uh, slice and dice the right. EIA data. Right. It's, uh, uh, Rusty Brazil talks about how you got to be careful because there are different products that go out that are, that are under the fossil fuel label, but we're still a net importer. Uh, but I know that what's going on in the Permian is incredible. This morning, uh, actually got an upgrade from Cell to uh, Hold for Apache, which is a natural gas company. Now, it didn't mean to be a natural gas company. And I look at uh, Schlumberger, yep. reported a number that wasn't so bad. Uh, big charge. Uh, big charge. Schlumberger, I think, can come back. But that is just, uh, wow, you, you need a lot more drilling in deep water. Chevron, by the way, was so smart. Uh, put up a huge number, you know, huge well in uh, Gulf of Mexico. The Gulf of Mexico's got the highest production ever, and that's what we really need right now, right? No. 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 David's not. Well, so, I mean, I'll quote Slumberger, uh, market uncertainty weighing on future oil demand outlook, that's, right? That's, there they go, and that's a new CEO who is much more, uh, I think, circumspect about calling a bottom than the previous CEO, who did navigate some very tough times. I don't want to... But to your point, I mean, we didn't talk to the Secretary at all about coal, which... Yeah, As we know, with natural gas being at the price it is, and the electric number, utilities right. making the choices they are, is the coal numbers from CSX and Union Pacific were abysmal. Uh, Union Pacific is secular decline. There's a big natural gas switch, and of course, we, we talked about with with wind. Uh, Coles Coles is finished as nuclear. Now, I mean, can I just say, Secretary Perry, that the Vogue, the 25 billion dollar nuclear projects at Georgia's trouble plant Vogel, I mean, Vogel's uh, a black hole. 
And yes, it's true that they're building it, but that's not necessarily positive. Let's get to Rick Santelli checking on the bond markets on this Friday. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Carl. You know, it's been a neutral week for rates, so to speak. Look at a two-day of 10s. Now, we did have several spikes, especially yesterday when we spiked up to 80. Uh, 180 was a big level, and we failed. But on the week, we're up two on the day, unchanged on the day, up two on the week. Open the chart up to September, and you can see we've really come very close to a very significant level at 190. Boons, I think interest rates in Europe is a huge story. Day, week, month. Look at a two-day of boons. Yesterday, they got all the way up to minus 33. They're hovering around minus 38. Open the chart up to August 1st. The end of August, they established their all-time negative low yield close at minus 71. Yesterday's minus 33 high intraday, oh my God, that cut that number in more than half. This move is big and it has huge implications. Finally, the dollar index, it's down seven-eighths of a cent on the week, as you see there, and it continues to lose ground. Many believe that as the dollar slips a bit, you're going to see other parts of the globe do a bit better. Time will tell. Carl, David, Jim, back to you. All right, Rick, thank you. Jim, you've had a big week on MAD. Obviously. Yeah, we're going to rate the, uh, the banks because I think people understand there are good ones or bad ones. Uh, i got to do more on Mark Express. Obviously, stock is down. That could be wrong. Uh, wow, what a week. We got a lot. Did it matter money. to you that uh, we didn't close above 3K? Is that you paying attention no, to that? No, I mean, I just think that, uh, it, look, there's a lot of people who are just worried that the consumer's weak. They're not. That retail sales number threw everybody, and I think the retail sales number was wrong. Uh, and I'm willing to bet that when we see the retail sales companies, other than Macy's, other than L Brands, okay, other than Gap, it's going to be pretty good. That's all headed our way. We'll see you tonight, Jim. And good luck Sunday night. <laughs> I may need it. Thank you. Eagles, Cowboys. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve. With the help of T-Mobile for Business, our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now.